Okay, so we are in week three of this series, which is called What Lies Beneath. And in this series, we've been talking about conflict and what lies beneath that conflict, hence the title. And uh, we've, been ta we've talked so far about conflict with authority. So teachers, principals, police, uh, let, what different authorities that you have. Sometimes parents, but we're going to talk a little bit more about parents and family today. Uh, and just about the fact that even though it seems not fair, it's on us to be at our best behavior. It's on us to try to seek peace. It's on us to do the best we can to not cause the conflict, even if it's the other person's fault, especially with authority. And it kind of sucks and it's kind of not fair, but that way we can learn who we are and we can at least keep our side good so we can at least say, hey, it wasn't on me. And then we learn for when we're in the authority. Last week we talked about friends and how uh, even in the best of friendships, you're going to have times where you argue, you're going to have times where you disagree, you're going to have tough times. And so you should be able to be honest with them, gently honest, but you should be able to also accept honesty and really have those kinds of conversations. And I know that there are different levels of friendship. So like I'm talking for your best friends, your closest friends, the ones that you actually talk about uh, stuff with. Um, for the acquaintances and stuff, like, you know, maybe you'll fight sometimes, but usually it's just like, hey, uh, you cheated in Madden, or hey, you know, you didn't really get that kill in Call of Duty, or whatever. And so it's like minor stuff. So it's best friends, and it's, again, you doing your best. You should still be honest about how you're feeling, and I know that that's kind of hard sometimes, but be honest about how you're feeling, and if something hurts you, it hurts you. You don't have to feel bad about that. You don't feel shame about something that hurts you. But our goal is to be the peacekeepers in conflict. That does not mean that that's always going to happen because nobody here is perfect. And sometimes you're going to screw up. Sometimes you're going to cause conflict. Sometimes you're going to react poorly. And so we also have to learn to apologize and admit when we're wrong. And it sucks, especially when the other person says, yeah, you were, and you know they were wrong too, and they don't give it up. Uh, but that's how it is because we can only control what we do. We can only control our behavior. We can only control ourselves. So this week, uh, we're going to talk about family conflict and just different things like that. And so I'm going to start with Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. And this is a scripture I'm sure that you have heard before from your parents in different ways. Uh, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. So basically, I'm sure that in your life you've heard honor your father and mother hundred million times. And it is absolutely true. This does not mean that your parents are always right. However, while they are your parents and while you live there, you still have to live under their rules. Now, I'm going to give a caveat here. And if you are in a situation where you are being abused in any way, or your parents are asking you to do something that is absolutely wrong, it is obviously okay to disobey that but you are going to have to get somebody else involved. And that is something that I will be glad to talk to you about. I hope that it's nothing any of you deal with, but at times uh, there are kids that deal with that, and it's just un the unfortunate deal with the world. But for most of the time, when you are upset with your parents, uh, it's not always your fault because parents aren't perfect, and sometimes they uh, have a bad day, and they get upset, and they cause an argument, or they're like, hey, you should have done better, and you did your best, and it kind of sucks, and that stuff happens. But most of the time, it's... Uh, we don't want to clean our room, or we don't want to do this chore, or we don't want to study, or we don't want to do this, and we just kind of be who we are, and it sucks. I will tell you this, uh, my mom comes to stay once a year for a weekend, and I love her, uh, and I'm going to start saying that, but I love her, but that weekend is very hard because I have been an independent adult for a very long time now, and so it's hard for me to listen when she is... Uh, not criticizing, but when she tells me how she would do things. 
And, and, you know, we'll have those conversations, but it can be hard. And so I get that it's hard, especially at your age, where, again, a lot of people are saying, hey, be more mature, and hey, be less mature, and it's confusing. But so there's never really a point where you're like, I'm so glad my parents are telling me what to do. However, as you get older and as you become more mature yourselves, and I'm just talking like physically more mature, like you realize uh, that even though they're not always right, they're always trying to do what's best for you. And they're always doing it out of love. And the important thing to know, again, is parents are not perfect. They're people. And so they are going to screw up. And they are going to get mad when they shouldn't. And they are going to say the wrong thing. And so when it says honor your parents, it does not mean that they're always right. It does not mean that you have to do everything they say in terms of life. Like house rules, yes, you do. But I'm saying, like, if your parents are like, Cooper, you're going to be a doctor or you're getting kicked out of this house, like, your life is on you down the line. And so... Uh, uh, th that kind of thing. Like, your life is on you as you get older, but in the house, like, you have to show respect. And that's what honor means. Again, it doesn't mean you always agree, but it means you listen to them. And it means that even when you really want to let loose and be mad, and you're going to sometimes, is you have to try to be calm. Now, one of the things that happens with conflict with parents is um, you kind of will argue, even if you know you're wrong, or you argue even if you know you're right, and you just kind of argue and argue and argue. Uh, unfortunately, especially in, in situations where you all live together, tempers can flare. And so like if you're arguing with somebody that you don't see very much and it's just kind of a debate, uh, you can kind of keep things together and you're just kind of saying each, what each of you thinks and you go. You may get a little heated, but it's not too bad. When you live with someone basically 24-7 and you see them at your best and you see them at the wor their worst, like you're going to end up throwing things from the past in or they're going to throw things from the past from you uh, and at you. And so it's really easy to, to fall down the rabbit hole there of just getting angrier and angrier and angrier. So Part of honoring your parents, again, is not meaning, it's not thinking, hey, you're always right, you're perfect, I'm always wrong. It's not thinking that. But it's being calm when you talk to them. And if there's a situation where they're like, I really want you to do this, and you just really don't want to, like taking a break, stopping, and figuring out why. Because I'll tell you this, even if they might not agree with you, if you can go to your parents calmly, and you can list like actual points of why you want to do something or don't want to do something or something that matters to you, and you're actually like thinking it through, Again, they may not agree, but they're going to respect that. Now, as you go, um, it, it may still end up in a fight, but you just do your best to honor them. You do your best to show them respect. You do your best to follow the rules. And again, have these discussions. Like if you, for example, uh, have like this really early curfew and you, you uh, don't want to deal with this curfew and it's like, this is just not fair. It's not fun. Like all my friends get to stay up until here and like that, whatever, something like that. Like if you go to them, and now picture this as an adult for a second. Like if you go to them and you're like, this is so stupid. Rob gets to stay up to all hours and it's just not fair. He doesn't have to do his homework first and he gets to do this and he gets to do that and, and everything. They're going to hear you as a child. Now if you can go to them and be like, hey, can we talk about this? And you're calm. And you're like, um, I think that I am ready to have another hour of being awake or whatever it is. And, and this is why, like I really, I get my homework done and so I just have this much time before I go to sleep and it's just, I, I want to have time to kind of do my own thing, maybe play video games or read or something. And it's like, I want to have that. And you really think it through and you talk it through. Again, they may not say, that's awesome, sure. But they will at least be like, okay, well you're on the path. And so hopefully they will do that. And so once you build that reputation, build that, pattern of being calm and like talking logically, uh, then that's going to help you out and it's going to help you out down the line and that's going to solve a lot of conflicts with them. Uh, and again, you're living in the same house, so you're going to butt heads sometimes. You're just going to. It's how it works. But if you're able to, to come back when you've messed up 
and say, I'm sorry. Like, I shouldn't have yelled. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done this. I'm sorry. They are going to respect that. Uh, and again, it may not happen right then, but sometimes building a better relationship, it takes a while. But the more you do it, the more you try, the more it happens. So that's what honor your parents means. Again, it does not mean you're always right. Everything you say is perfect. It means you're doing your best to be calm and present your case and just kind of show them that you're maturing. Show them that you're learning. Now, the next part, and this is the part you guys probably like more. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. So this basically says, parents, don't make your kids mad just to make them mad. And parents, have reasons for your rules and have reasons from the Lord. Like, do your best to, to be calm with them. Now, do not go home and be like, hey, so I just, Jeff just read this scripture where you guys made me mad the other day and so you're wrong, like you went against the Bible. That's not going to go well for you. But... If you want to have the conversation, and this is like a conversation where you're both calm and things are good, and you want to go to the scripture and say, hey, I need to do better with honoring, but can we talk about this? Because I feel like sometimes um, I, you're not hearing what I say. And you don't say, I feel like sometimes you're mean, or I feel like sometimes you're treating me like garbage, but you're like, sometimes I feel like you don't hear me. And you actually talk it out. And you, again, not throw this in their face like, hey, you provoked me, but, but like actually talk about how you feel. Not what they do, but how you feel sometimes. And you do it calm. That's going to help. And so they know this, and they do their best. And again, parents are not perfect. And uh, some of you have parents that go to church, and they do their best, and, and they're Christians, they have that life. Some of you have parents that aren't. I, I get it, and it's hard. But again, everyone in that house is hopefully doing their best. And so you just have to learn to love each other and talk and have those conversations. And again, the more you have those conversations, uh, the more it goes. And how do you have those conversations? So we go to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 2 through 3. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves uh, united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. So basically be patient. Like your parents are not perfect. And I know I've said that a hundred times, but it's true. You're not perfect either. So be patient with yourself too and ask for patience, but explain why you need it and explain when you mess up and actually have these conversations. But be humble and gentle. Be willing to admit that you're wrong. Be willing to admit that you're not perfect. Be willing to admit that you messed up. And it's hard because, again, they're in authority over you, and you're never going to get to this point while you live in the house where it's like, man, I'm going to win this argument because you're probably not going to because it doesn't matter because they're your parents. But if you can learn how to just talk and you make allowance for the fact they're not perfect and you help them to see that you're not perfect but you're, you're trying your best, like they'll make allowance for you. But it all comes down to that love, and it all comes down to talking and communicating. And so much of conflict comes down to communicating. Like back in the day uh, when dinosaurs were around and I was a kid, like the sitcoms were all reliant upon the fact that there was a miscommunication. So like there'd be something and somebody would hear something and the other person wouldn't hear it and they wouldn't talk. And so the whole show was basically because one person didn't confirm something or one person didn't make something clear. That can happen in homes too because when you're heated and when you're mad, like you've had a really bad day and you had a lot of homework and your friends were mean to you or, or a girl or a boy didn't talk to you or your test didn't go well or sports didn't go well or something. And then your parents ask you to do something and it's the last thing you want to do. It's really easy to get upset and then you don't communicate why you're upset and so they get upset and then it's really easy for them to get more upset and then both of you are kind of taking out your bad days on each other. And that's where communication is key. And you have to also pick your spots. Like if your parents are coming home and they've had a horrible day, that may not be the best time to have a heart-to-heart -heart about something. But you give it time and you talk to them and you tell them. And if you are honest and you are humble and you are gentle, 
more times than not, it's going to work out over time. Like you build this pattern. You work on it. You work on the relationship, just like with any other relationship. A um, couple more scriptures. This is from Matthew 18, 15 through 17. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point the offense to the other person. Uh, point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you're unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Then if he or she won't accept the church's decision, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. So that gets a little harsh, but my point with this is if you know, and this works with siblings, but we're talking parents basically, all those siblings too. If your brother, your sister, your parents, somebody in the house besides you uh, has messed up, and they've done something to hurt you, or they've done something that you don't think is right, go to them privately. Because I will tell you this, you wouldn't like it if I knew something bad about you, and I stood up here and I told everybody about it. Like, it'd make you feel like garbage, and I wouldn't do that for that reason, among other reasons. And so sometimes we really want to be like, hey, mom, uh, Jaina did this, or Orion did this, and like really be public, and it's really just to hurt them. Uh, and, and that doesn't make you look good either. Now, if you go privately to the person, you're like, hey, you know what, this really bothered me. Even if it's your parents, you're like, hey, this really bothered me. And you, again, explain why. It's about showing the respect of talking to them privately. Now, when it goes on to, hey, if they don't listen, take another believer. Like, for your siblings, that's where you bring in your parents. But again, not to get them in trouble, but just to talk about it. I'm talking if things are really messed up, or things are hurt, or they're doing something, saying something, etc. And then it goes on to authorities and stuff. I say this again, and I hope none of you ever have to deal with it. I hope... Uh, none of you know anybody that ever have to deal with it, but just the simple law of averages is at some point in your life, you're going to know somebody who deals with abuse and it sucks and it's wrong and it's hard and it's really hard to see someone get hurt and know you can't do anything. So a lot of times the only thing you can do is listen, but if you're ever witness to that or you're ever involved in it, go to somebody that was authority. If it's somebody else, uh, go to your parents and talk to them and, and Again, talk to them in a way that's like, hey, I know that this is happening to this person. They may not be able to do anything, but you have to have somebody else involved. I will tell you this, in my life um, at, other, at another church, I've had uh, kids come to me that are being abused. And even when they come to you, it's a hard situation to get fixed because the other parent has to be involved and like all this stuff has to happen. And so it's hard and we want to do something and it's valiant to want to do something. But in those cases, you still have to go through it the right way. Like you can't go and point it out publicly. You can't go and make a, a fuss. Like you have to go to your parents or you go to me or you go to Rob or you go to someone and talk about it. And again, if it's you, it's not your fault and it's not anybody's fault that's being abused and it's nothing you've done it's nothing you've said it's nothing that anyone has said it's the other person's fault all the time in abuse uh, and I think it's really hard I've known people that are abused I've dealt with it myself it's really hard to we get we get to the point where uh, whether it's verbal or physical or whatever, we get to the point where it's like, well, this has to be something I've done. And sometimes it'll come after you messed up, and sometimes it won't, and so it's easy to be like, well, this is my fault. It's never your fault, never your fault. It's never okay to abuse somebody. Uh, and so if you know about that, if you hear about that, definitely talk to someone. So that's what the scripture is saying. It's like, do it the right way. And it sucks because we want to just go in, take the kid out. We want to go in and stop it. You have to do it the right way so that it can hopefully get fixed. Uh, and so like, the, I know you guys remember Tara. Like Tara deals with stuff like that in her job as a counselor and, and a, a, whatever the job is called, a social worker and stuff like that. And so it's something where she would absolutely listen to you. I promise that. Uh, and so there are different people, just have them. And so, 
Again, if it's something that's basic, something that's family stuff, it's something that's conflict related, go to the person privately. If it's something big and it's something beyond you, it is not wrong for you to come to me or come to somebody else to ask for help because it's all us doing this together. Last scripture and then we're done. Ephesians 1.5. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gives him great pleasure. So I put this because not everybody has the same type of family. Um, I was raised by my grandparents. And so uh, I know my mom. I love my mom. Uh, I know her husband. I love him. I consider him my dad. Uh, but... I was raised by my great-grandparents from a baby, basically, and it was a weird situation. It was a hard situation, but it was a good situation in some ways. It's difficult because it wasn't my parents, but they were my parents, if that makes sense. Um, and so it was hard when I lost them. There are people who have single parents. There are people who have gone through a divorce. There are people that are raised by uh, people that have adopted them or a foster home. Like, there's no perfect family. Uh, some of you do have, like, the the two and a half kids and, and like the parents and the dog, and that's cool, that's awesome. That still has its difficulties and I get that because sometimes I think people look at those situations and be like, oh, you're so lucky. That's hard too. But my point with this is no matter what your family is like, no matter how you feel, even if you feel alone, you're never alone because you're part of God's family. Like you are loved by him and he considers himself your father. He considers you part of his family. And so even if you're like, man, I wish my family were different. Uh, I know growing up and I love my great grandparents, I would kind of be jealous when other people would get to do stuff with their families that I wasn't able to do because they were older. Um, I, st I will see things like game days, uh, like board games that everybody kind of takes for granted. But I'm like, that'd be really cool. Uh, and just stuff like that. I know for other people, maybe they see something else. Um, one of the cool things that I'm able to do with Beatrice is kind of show her that family stuff and make sure she doesn't deal with stuff like that. But the whole point is we are still, no matter what your family is like, no matter what you feel like, even if you grow up and your family uh, is different and like you're just single or you're divorced or whatever, like you're still part of God's family. And so throughout all of this, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what it's like, you are still part of God's family. And that's something that nobody can take away from you. So everything else, just kind of work on it and do your best. And that's the only thing you can do. And I know I say that a lot, a lot, but it's important to know. The only thing you can do is do your best. All you can do is do your best to bring peace. Do your best to be calm. Do your best to show logic. Do your best to show love. And then you keep working at it because it's a process. It's not a once and done thing. It's a process. And so just work at it. Do your best and know that you are loved and know that you're never alone. And that's all I got.